Welcome to Pagan Gumbo Podcast. This is an ongoing discussion of the philosophical and practical perspectives on nature-based spirituality. We will be exploring both the ancient and modern perspectives and how we conceptualize our place in the universe and the universe itself. This is a discussion more about the questions than any answers. It's an examination that takes place as a result of the dialogue. And as always, your mileage may vary. It is a way to look at things and not the way to look at things. Our intent is to mix up interviews and discussions and offer up a new serving about every other week. Please check us out at PaganGumbo.com, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter. Send questions or suggested topics to questions at PaganGumbo.com. Welcome to another serving of Pagan Gumbo Podcast. I'm Forrest Nui Koval, and I'm here with Lisa, Michael, and Seamus. And we are coming to you not live, but close enough to it, from the uh, Magical Druid Store in Clintonville, Columbus, Ohio, by the beautiful Olentangy River. So what are we talking about today, guys? I think today we decided we were going to chat about convocation, since... Lisa and I were just up there. That's right. Yes. So how was your trip? Trip was fine. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our episode, everyone. (laughs) Thank you you for listening. So tell us, uh, uninitiated ones, so to speak, what Convocation is. Convocation is kind of like an indoor pagan festival. And it's more probably along the lines with anime uh, conventions and science fiction conventions and stuff like that. It's just neo-paganism instead of those other things. Um, it's held at the Dearborn Doubletree and they give you cookies when you check in. So Ooh. one plus over uh, one plus over outdoor festivals. We've, nice. I've never gotten a cookie when I've checked in at an outdoor festival. Yes, Starwood! <laughs> um, <laughs> quit. I want to be invited back. Talking to you, Serious Rising! <laughs> So uh, th- those are two other um, pagan festivals that occur. There's also one called Pantheacon. Yes. Um, it's on the West Coast. It's on the West Coast. So that's also a hotel festival. Oh, very cool. Oh, okay. So it measures sort of similarly, like size-wise maybe? I think Pantheacon's bigger. I've never been. I believe so as well. Um, I'm not sure which one showed up first, but uh, the the two festivals are only about a week apart and so there's there are a number of people who go to both so they'll f- go out to Pantheacon, they'll fly over to Convo and then that's kind of their real kickoff to the festival season Oh, very cool. So when you were at Convocation this past week um, what were some of the highlights and lowlights for you and some of the things that you came away with? Um, I, I like think she to already go. talked about cookies. Highlight. <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to the workshops. It's always good to. And there are people there that I only see at festivals in the summer, in my late spring to early fall festival season. So for me, convocation is kind of like a. I can I can make it through to May. Mm. It's just like a, I have a nice weekend with my fellow pagans that I don't see very often, and that can like hold me for the next couple months until the first one um, at the end of May. 
Um, so, so I like to go to workshops. I try really hard not to go to the same person's workshop all the time. There's a couple people who I, I respect their workshops greatly uh, and their work greatly. So I like to go to their workshops whenever I can. Um, but I went to a couple new ones this year. Um, there, was an, there was one, I'm probably going to mispronounce his name, but Evo Dominguez did a workshop on ancestralization, on how to, not all of your ancestors, but elevating your ancestors to the part where they become more than honored dead, a, a working part of your, what I would call your sort of hearth pantheon. Mm. Um, so I went with, to that one. I went to a tarot workshop, who I can't remember the name of the person gave that one, which was really good for me as I'm still trying to figure out things like court cards and numbers and the numerology of tarot and stuff. So it was actually pretty good. Very cool. How about you, Michael? What were some of the things that were meaningful for you at this year's convocation? Well, I mostly go and I vend. So I spend a good chunk of time in the vendor room. But the nice thing about doing that is that I get really what I like to do, which is to meet new people. Um, I spend a lot of time talking to folks and uh, seeing old friends, seeing new friends. That is really what I really like to do. Um, because of that, I don't get a lot of vending time or a lot of classroom time. Mm -hmm. But it's worth noting there are 12 different rooms mm -hmm. and what is probably seven or eight um, workshop slots in each yeah, room. Yeah, as you go across, there's like four four to five workshop times it depends upon the day and what's going on and so with those eight or nine rooms there's a possibility of I don't know someone can do the math part of that but and that's just on like Saturday oh wow you know so and they start workshops Friday I mean when people are arriving and workshops go until the last workshop is at noon on Sunday mm -hmm. so there's a lot of education that can that can take place and there's rituals that are in the middle of that too yeah, a lot of the rituals are in the evenings. I've been to some very good rituals at Convocation. Um, the ADF run rituals are the ones that I've mostly gone to because, you know, I'm in ADF. Um, but last year there was a swan maiden ritual yes, that, that was, was very good. nice. Um, and that was run by Reverend Melissa Hill. And there's just there's a wide variety of things. You know, it's not an ADF festival. It's not a Wiccan festival there's always something that will pique your interest going on at any given time. Um, usually, you know, they're not starting early in the morning, so you can stay up late at night, which is what most people do. Um, there's a lot of hospitality rooms, a lot of yeah. after, you know, after hour events when the, when the vendor room's closed and stuff. Yeah, and there's also on Saturday night, there's a masquerade ball. Yes. Which is pretty fabulous. Um, everyone dresses up in their con finest. <laughs> and they've got a good DJ, and they play almost all night. Um, I sit and talk to Mike one day for, at the Masquerade Ball for two hours. I didn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they have a, a heavy volunteer presence. They've got... A security presence. It's it's a very safe con, all told, um, and it's it's a lot of fun. And they've done it twenty five years now. Is this was the twenty fifth twenty five years yeah. that it's been going on. So I know the first. There's a theme every year. The first time when we first started going to it, 
they were going through the major arcana. So whatever the, I don't even remember at this point what card they were on. But the idea then was that they gave preference to workshops and rituals that sort of followed that theme. Interesting. And so this then, once they got through the major arcana, they decided to start on the Kabbalistic Tree of Life. And so this year they're at, and I'm going to horribly mispronounce it, but it was Chesed. Yeah. Which is, they translated to kindness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were many rituals talking and workshops talking about things like that, about mm-hmm. being kind. Uh, the consent, we had a, uh, some ADF members put on a consent workshop. Um, it was unfortunately on Sunday, which, like, well, maybe that should go earlier in the weekend. Yeah. Um, and hopefully it will next year. Um, but there were other things like that. So, And there were things that didn't have anything to do with the um, the um, theme either. Yeah. So. Yeah, and they also, so we mentioned the vendor room. There are 36-some-odd tables in the vendor room, um, most of which are filled up by a variety of different vendors. Uh, but there's also an art room, yes. and artists can put stuff in the art room and essentially leave it there for people to peruse, and the con manages the, the sales side of that if someone wanted to buy a piece, oh. which is very nice as well. It yeah, gives the artist a lot it more functions freedom. more of a gallery kind right. of exactly. thing. That's and excellent. Beautiful pieces there the, the few years that I won. Yeah. yeah. I know right. one of the things I thought was great about the first the, the few times I got to go was that it's it's in the winter and like Lisa said it kind of breaks up that long winter so you can kind of get out and see people and recharge your batteries a little bit because it, to me anytime you go to an event a festival a uh, a con, uh, you know, a con, any of that, it it kind of gives you a little boost. Yeah, you know, you get get a, get a little little juju to take home. Mm-hmm. The second thing I loved about it was like, it's in February. <laughs> People are not hot and sweaty and glistening <laughs> for the most part. Um, yeah. Not everybody's covered in stink and patchouli. Yeah. Um, there are a few, but yeah. you know, you're in a hotel; they have baths. <laughs> my, own, my own shower, my own. Yeah, uh, towels. Yep, the indoor uh, aspect of it sounds my very, very attractive. <laughs> I mean, I had to share with Mike, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we share pretty well together. Could, so. could be worse. And um, so, since a lot of you seem to be experiencing a highlight as the the fellowship aspect, mm-hmm. the social aspect, reconnecting with with community. Um, what do you bring back with you once you've completed your experience at the con? How do you? How does that inform the way that you build community when you come back home to your your pagan shop, your pagan friends, your pagan communities here? Hmm. Well, I know, like like Shayna said, um, whenever I come home, it's like I've got new energy to do my own works, whatever those happen to be, my own devotionals or all that sort of other stuff. Um, and this one, I ironically came back with an idea for a newsletter mm. and how to retool the newsletter for our grove. But I got that because we stopped at a Catholic church on the way up, and so I took their newsletter, and I'm just going to kind of use that as inspiration, mm. right? Um, most of the stuff I take out of these kinds of things is somewhat on the more personal level. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I worked that with them for the, for a while... They can show up either in the workshops that I do or rituals that I run, um, whether it be for the store or for the Grove or whatever. Um, I think it just sh- I think it comes out that way. Mm-hmm. 
well, you know, now that I'm 200 years old, <laughs> it, it, I don't see a lot of new things. <laughs> uh, but it used to be that you would come home and there would be 50 new friend requests on social media That's because true. you I met 50 people yeah. and your 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 internet would grow, your 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 social media platform would grow, huh. um, your friendships would grow, so that you'd start to build these people that you might only see at, you know. Uh, an event once a year but then you would you know you could watch the same goat videos or or, <laughs> or cat videos or whatever with them all year round you know and yeah. and so from that standpoint the, the it, it became you know the, the social network of of these events uh-huh. is what creates community virtual community through all these things you know and i think um it's interesting because we, we've we've seen festivals kind of go up and down in, in attendance mm-hmm. with with the event of uh, of social media mm-hmm. because you used to have to wait until the big festival to go see people to get meet to meet people to go to these workshops to learn. Mm-hmm. Now there's so much information and misinformation on the on the internet that you you know if you're a solitary or you live in a small town and you're not a, allowed to be out of the broom closet. You still have access to all that stuff where before you didn't. You had to wait till you went to a big event. Um, I think one of the cool things that's that's it's kind of created is it's helped make micro celebrities out of some book authors and stuff that mm. you probably wouldn't have gotten um, before because these book authors and people who you know relatively small cells in a, in a national you know international big book. You know, but they're, they're they're hitting our community, and they're able to communicate and interact with these people in a way that they couldn't before, which I think is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, one one of the interesting things about that is I was standing behind my table, um, vending, and um, Ted from from Pagan Pathways came by and he asked me about our podcast and said, "Oh, and we have one too." And he did something like sixteen interviews um, for his Human Tapestry project for the Pagan Pathways. Temple podcast and mentioned that uh, uh, he appreciated our podcast. Yay! Oh, so it's it's Woo. good to, to have those hey, kinds I of can. connections. I did. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say you listened. We're gonna. I appreciate that you exist. I think you said something about low lights. I, I, I really can't think of any. It's such a. Per, it's such a. I, there's probably glitches because there always are in anything like that, and I don't think of it. I can't think of anything that's that stood out. I think the only, my only sort of issue with that and it's not a reflection on convocation at all it's we're an earth-based nature religion mm-hmm. and it's really really hard sometimes to get earth-based nature stuff in a hotel yeah it, it just becomes you know it's it's artificial lighting and it's artificial plants and it's artificial everything and so there's a sterility there yeah yes people can bathe but <laughs> there's a sterility there that is a little bit kind of I mean you work through it right you, you visualize or you do whatever but it's that's the only thing well, honey, when we're all living underground because of global <laughs> warming it's going to be important we'll be used to it yeah, exactly yeah. well and we'll in that's a good point when you're, when you're doing ritual with battery operated candles and no incense right, no and things like that, that oh. that sort of thing can can be off-putting to someone who's used to the accoutrement of, of ritual. Absolutely. And yeah. there's nothing to be done about that when you're in a hotel. Right. I didn't even think about that. You but, can't do open flame. No. Yeah. But it's it. there are ways to work around it. Yeah. And 
it, it pushes can, your magic to new boundaries. Exactly. Right. It gives you, you a, it gives you that extra push. So I know there was one time, one day, uh, I think it was Saturday evening, that I was talking to somebody and I said, "What is it, what is it even doing outside?" Like I had no clue what the weather was even because I hadn't been outside, and that yeah. was a little jarring, weird, yeah, yeah. for yeah. a nature-based thing. But it's. it's that's what it is in February in, D- in Dearborn. Yeah. There's plenty of urban pagans <laughs> in history, too. Exactly. Um, exactly. If folks are interested in Convo, um, I don't know exactly when we'll get this podcast out, but March 24th, uh, 2019, they're having their transition meeting to start work on the 2020. Um, and that'll be at uh, the same Doubletree Hilton Hotel uh, up in Dearborn. And then next year's date is February 19th through 23rd, again, at the Dearborn Doubletree. Um, Hold on. Dearborn Doubletree in, in where? Dearborn, Michigan. Dearborn, Michigan. Michigan, thank you. Yep. Just north of Detroit um, on the Southfield Parkway. And um, if you're really, if you're interested, convocation.org, C-O-N-V-O-C-A-T-I-O-N.org. <laughs> I decided to look at that. And, lost my train of thought there. But yes, um, it is, it's worth checking into. Yeah, you've definitely piqued my interest, I think. Um, it's worth it, especially for pagans who are a little bit more insulated and not necessarily out of the broom closet. To and they had a, a range of, they had some beginning stuff. They had activities for children. Oh, cool. And I think for teens, too. Neat, yeah. yeah. Um, so they, they, had, they do have a kid track of yeah. stuff. Oh, I like that a lot. They even have like a kid's dance party before the masquerade ball. Yeah, that's ball, right. A kid's masquerade So that they can get dressed up and go have fun. Yeah. Oh. All, you know, without, without either being up really late or interrupting the adults. However you want to look at that right. from whether you're the parent saying, I don't yeah. want my kids up late, or whether you're a childless adult saying, I don't really want the kids around. It works out both ways. Okay, I'm so. infinitely more down right now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to need also, to check this out. There's and a pool. Pool they have mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> kid dance party, I'm pretty sure that my son would be all about that. Well, thanks, guys. That sounds really awesome. Uh, shall we go ahead and, and nod to our sponsors? Let's. Let's. Um, today's episode has been brought to you by the Magical Druid Store in Clintonville, Columbus, Ohio purveyors of fine esoteric and spiritual goods to support you on your path and by Nui Cobalt Designs your online resource for eclectic, chic magical scents and sundries and that's it right? If you're local or in the area or flying or driving by stop in and say hi to us Yes, and uh, again I don't know when this is going to go live but if you're in the area around March 23rd of 2019, you will be around for the Springtime Witches High Tea Ooh. right here at the Magical Druid Store, which will be fun and frivolous and fancy. Emphasis on the fancy. Yay fancy. Yay fancy. <laughs> wear a nice hat. Wear, wear your Easter bonnet, your witchy version of an Easter bonnet. <laughs> I will be. Ah, you know I will be. And, Seamus, you want to take us out? Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody.